because I believe science might offer an answer to the curse of the Bambino. Why someone took so long to hire that guy is beyond me. Anybody who's not tearing their team down right now and rebuilding it using your model, they're dinosaurs. One of the great things about money is it, it buys a lot of things. One of which is the luxury to disregard what baseball likes, doesn't like, what baseball thinks, doesn't think. <laughs> it's a threatening, not just a way of doing business, but, it's, but in their minds, it's threatening the game. How can you not be romantic about baseball? All right, welcome to another Baseball Ops podcast with Top V. Moving right along, been some great shows. Got a great, great um, uh, response, a lot of great response from... Uh, the two two podcasts ago with um, Noah and Jason Turley about um, about the, the the serious risks of weighted balls. If you haven't heard that episode, go back and check it out. You'll see the viewers um, have really exploded on that one. It's pretty much almost gone viral, and you wouldn't believe the coaches that have reached out to me and players and, and about just just it and 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 good things, really good things. Like they really enjoyed hearing the story they really liked the advice and the knowledge that came with it um so really exciting to see um already kind of the popularity that we're having with with this podcast um so how are you enjoying it so far steven you think this is uh doing well the podcast yeah yeah i mean it's awesome man um a lot of good coaches on here a lot of good business guys uh, a lot of good content for players and coaches uh, I think it's huge, man. It was a, a really good idea. I'll be the first to admit I was a little skeptical at first when you wanted to come out with it. But uh, as your wisdom always does, you uh, you proved me wrong. Hey, I wish I could say my wisdom is that, I guess, impressive, but I don't think it is. So wise, <laughs> dude, like Gandalf. <laughs> I'm not going to take all the credit. Hey, so it's, but it's been fun. Like uh, I'm really enjoying the growth. And, and this is also a really good podcast because I think this speaks to a lot of guys out there that um, are really trying to be seen and heard and, and get an opportunity to, to be to play at a, at a higher level or to continue to play. Um, you know, uh, this year has just been one of those years where Major League Baseball is is really really tough. Or affiliate baseball has been incredibly tough um, to get into. I, like I've been saying, I think indie ball is going to see the best talent they've seen. I think ever. You were just today. We we're talking about how Joel Zamaya is throwing ninety-five yeah. in in indie ball this year. We we've got Cody Hall throwing ninety-five in indie ball. We've got David Ardsma throwing you know close to mid nineties in indie ball. Uh, who else do we know throwing hard in indie ball? No, I I remember a story of this kid who um, got signed uh, into the Twins organization. Um, like out of an art school in in San Francisco, and he yeah, was throwing like, like high nineties to hundred miles per yeah, hour, and and one uh, and uh, one of the guys playing in the the California indie leagues uh, said that he came out there trying to make the team out there. So they've got guys throwing hard. They've got tons of talent being pumped into it uh, into the indie team. So I, I think indie ball is going to be pretty fun to watch this year. I think it is. It's. It, I think it's impressive. So, um, and this is what this show is about. This is gonna. We're gonna be talking to David Ardsma's pitching coach, who um, David recommended we get him on the line, and and so I gave him a call. He's a really good guy. Happened to find out we actually played in the same indie league together, which was cool. We share a little story, but um, it was. It's just. It was really cool getting to know him because he he's really gone out and started a little business on the side to help guys. Um, you know, become prospects or, or be seen and, and get out there. Specifically, he's done, uh, he said, I think last year he got like 40 guys into indie ball or something like that. So I think this is awesome. And he has this this company called Meet a Prospect, um, and it gives you a free uh, membership to basically put yourself out there and be recognized. So I'm excited about it. Uh, I think with recruiting services, like he says, there there's a lot of money in it because there's a big need for it. Um, but he's trying to do it for nothing or, if anything, really really cheap. And I think right now it's just nothing. Um, he's just trying. He wants to see growth. So uh, ultimately, we want you at the end of this to want to go and sign up at Meet a Prospect for free, and um, and and see what happens and put yourself out there. And but here's my request: as going through this, you're gonna hear his his take, but. 
really take the time to put together a good profile that, that you create at Meet a Prospect. Really take the time, not be elaborate, like you said, get to the point, but really lay it out like what coaches need to know about you. Give them a good video, a good show, tell a good story, show them your training, um, have fun with it, and uh, but but take the time. Like don't just create a profile and walk away. Like go in there and put up some good stuff and make yourself look professional. Uh, that would be my my advice to it. Any advice you got on it? I would say he's got a bunch of coaches on there that are uh, you know indie league coaches, and I would start reaching out to people, start networking, start uh, messaging guys like he uh, kind of talks about in the in the interview. Go on there and and ask coaches, and you know uh, ask if you can go throw a bullpen for them, or ask them if they know somebody who you can go throw a bullpen for. Start getting your name out there. Um, and, and start making things happen for yourself. Exactly. Hustle it. You know, my perspective when I played was really, I wasn't a good networker. Um, I, I was really good at just polishing what I had. So I think that's where, you know, I, when I created the Top Velocity Programs, which was really for me, so I could go out there and blow the socks off of anybody at any tryout so the scouts would pay attention to me, and it worked. And, and you know, I got a chance later in life after rotator cuff surgery to play indie ball and actually played with Billy Horn, who you're going to listen to. Uh, but that was my approach. But that's why you got top velocity. But on the other end, you then you got to get yourself out there. And today it's a lot more competitive than when I was coming up. So you, you this helps, man. You go out there and as much as you worked your butt off with this training, you got to hustle it and and work your butt off with networking and getting your yourself out there. It's like you wouldn't want to paint a masterpiece and then leave it in your basement, right? You don't want to paint a masterpiece and go show it off. So don't build yourself into a beast pitcher. And, and just leave it uh, in the gym. Let's let's put it out there. And I think, unfortunately, it's hard to get a lot of the guys here to understand that, hey, you're, you're there. You're a testimonial. Let's put it out there. Mm-hmm. So it's good to have this. It's good to have me to prospect uh, for those guys to, hey, now you're ready to show off what you have. This is a good place to start. So, um, yeah, you're going to learn everything about it. I think the other big request I would ask is when you create these profiles, put, um, you know, referred by top velocity or something like that. Because I'd like to know how many of you guys are listening to this and, and going there. Just slip it somewhere in that profile. Hey, I was referred here by Top Velocity or by Brent Porcio. Even throw me down as a reference if you want. If you're going to throw me down as a reference, uh, once you create your profile, send it to me. I'd like to look at it just so I know when someone calls me who you are. But please, why don't you do that? Throw me down or Steven down as a reference. I think that'll help because Billy's going to talk about how important that is to having references in your profiles. But uh, th- this, this should... Uh, really be good for you guys. So I think this is going to help a lot of guys out there. So let's uh, let's get started. All right. We've got um, a special guest today, Billy Horn. Really excited about this. This is going to help a lot of guys out there that are looking to, you know, ultimately live their dreams. I mean, at the end of the day, that's what we're here trying to do, help guys kind of live their dreams of baseball, what they love to do. And Billy is that guy. So thanks for being on the show, Billy. Hey, Brent. Thanks a lot for having me on here. Really appreciate it. Yeah, so let's talk about this. So, I mean, I, I just met you through the DA. I mean, everybody knows the DA with me, David Ardzma, um, and, and he's playing with you guys. And so kind of go from there. Just talk about, uh, tell them what you're doing now and, and kind of give them a little run through your resume. I read your resume, and, and I'm going to add some things to it, but kind of start with that. Yeah, well, right now this year, I'm the uh, I'm the pitching coach for the Long Island Ducks in the Atlantic League, which everybody knows the Atlantic League. It's kind of the, you know, the top shelf of independent baseball. And this is my fourth year now in independent baseball. The last couple of years, I was in Ottawa in the Can-Am League. And coming in this year, I'm very fortunate enough to have a really good ball club. And, you know, one of our big, big, big dogs is, is the DA. And, you know, when I spoke to him a couple of weeks ago, I like to call all of my pitchers and introduce myself and just say, Hey, you know, you know, welcome to the club. I'm excited to work with you kind of thing. And then, you know, and I told DA, I said, when I got off the phone with him, I felt like I was talking to a rookie. (laughs) And and what I mean is he's just so humble. You'd never know that the guy's got, you know, eight plus years in in the big leagues. And, you know, he's here to learn. He's here to help out with, you know, anything that, you know, maybe the pitching staff may need and obviously help himself out. So, um, you know, he's very welcoming and, He's just like, well, where are you from? What do you do? And I said, well, I grew up, you know, in the Bronx, New York, you know, very close to here. And I've been in Florida for the last 20 years because I hate cold weather. So <laughs> and uh, and I told him about what I have going on on the side, which is which is meet a prospect. And um, I just got really sick and tired just from coaching high school and college and, you know, having my own little little business on the side there where I would do lessons and all this other stuff. You know, just trying to help guys move on to the next level, whether it be 
you know, high school to college or college to pro. And um, I've seen guys charge upwards of four or five thousand dollars just to get, you know, recruited. And I just find that highway robbery. It, it was just awful. So I came up with this idea and, you know, I said, um, you know, there's nothing out there where not only can an athlete have a chance to be looked at or scouted or talked to, you know, counts, coaches, uh, scouts or agents, you know, but also what about for the for the the coaching side? You know, there's a lot of recruiting sites and a lot of coaching. Um, a lot of colleges don't have the 150 or 200 dollars a month in their recruiting budgets to look for athletes. So, you know, I came up with this concept. It's it's totally, totally free. And um, but it's not just for baseball. You know, we're just starting out about four months in, we've got a, almost 250 people on there, you know, connecting and getting jobs and, uh, you know, just trying to help, you know, men and women, you know, high school, college and pro, all athletes, all sports, you know, it's just basically a social network to connect and, you know, and, and so far we've had a little bit of success with it. We're really happy about that. Yeah. So before we dive into everything about me to prospect, I want to go over, I always, if I ever get a chance to talk about my glory days, I, I do, man. We we kind of crossed paths, uh, maybe just missed each other, but you were at Long Beach Armada, which was uh, this when you played in the yep. Golden League, which where I played with the San Diego Surf Dogs. Um, so talk about that. So what what do you what was the Golden League like? That was a decent caliber indie league, wasn't it? Yeah, it was great. It, it, they were really trying to make that like the the Atlantic League, but for the West Coast. And then you know after we had come and gone, us us big name. <laughs> independent foreign foreign, uh, foreign league players, you know, they had the likes of, you know, Ricky Henderson, Canseco, um, the late Hideki Arabu. Um, yeah, and Mark, Mark Pryor in there. Mark Pryor was out there. and Jose uh, Lima. Yeah, yeah, another. another I think player. Sergio Romo went through there. Yeah, yeah, as a matter of fact, Sergio was out there. And then, I mean, all the managers, they were all big league guys. He had, uh, you know, Mark Parent. I played for Darrell Evans. Uh, Les I Lancaster played for was out there. Terry Kennedy. Yeah, TK was out there, so yeah. um, that was a really, really good league, and I was glad I went out there, and it really opened up my eyes on to how kind of independent ball works, and I was, you know, a young kid, I was 25, 26, you know, I had a couple of years in the Italian league, had some good seasons, and uh, it was fun, I really enjoyed it, really opened my eyes to what independent ball is all about. How horrible was it playing in Yuma? <laughs> <laughs> I can't say it was that bad because I, I do go to Yuma every February and I work at the Arizona <laughs> I feel Winter horrible for you. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's Yuma. There's you know great people out there and everything, but uh, yeah. The, the weather. And playing out there, it was tough, man. It was tough. So, so we're coming to play uh, from San Diego. That was the hardest thing. Driving from San Diego to Yuma was going from heaven to hell. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so. So yeah. we're driving from, which is probably the closest team, right? We're like the closest team to Yuma because Mesa was gone at the time. So we, we're driving across Arizona, and our our bus overheats three times. Like, they had to change buses. We had to sit on the side of the road while they got another bus. And yeah. we finally get to this game, and we get to the game. The game was supposed to start at like 7. We get to the game at like 11. And there's people still in the stands. And the, 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 the head of the league is like, you guys have to play. And we refused to play because we had been in a, in a bus for like five hours in, in 120 degree weather with not enough food. And we literally told TK we weren't going to play. And, and he stood up for us. He said, I'll support you. And the league tried to basically take all of our contracts and and suspend us and not let us play and tk stood up for us and because we refused we didn't even walk out on the field and they had to tell everybody to go home <laughs> that doesn't surprise me is that but is that but this is what everyone thinks of when they think of indie ball though right yeah i i think so especially um you know back just only like four years ago uh, five years ago i was out in the pecos league coaching out there and uh it was a little bit. Uh, it was a lot. It was a lot much so along those lines. And then they had the TV show, so you know uh, it was good pub for that league. But it kind of gave independent ball a little bit of a bad name. Yeah. Where, I mean, this isn't bad. I mean, you go to the Atlantic League, you go to the top four independent leagues: Frontier, American Association, Can Am, and and um, especially the Atlantic League. You're going to find a lot of organizational guys, big league guys that are you know trying to segue their back to an organization or back to the big leagues or you know back into an organization for the first time. So. You know, independent ball is not, uh, it's not just, you know, bad bus rides and peanut butter and jelly. 
<laughs> but no, you're right. You got to know what you're doing. You you got to you got to know how to get into the good leagues. Is what you're saying? Yeah, networking. It's just like anything else with any other business. It's um, you know, I'll tell you what I learned about this business about the independent side. If you want to coach an independent ball, and I've learned it from Hallinier, who was my manager last two years. He was manager here in the big leagues. Brooks Carey, who's a really good friend of mine, who recommended me for the job, who manages in the Frontier League, they said, if you want to coach an independent ball, you need to be able to do just three things. And can you throw BP? Can you get players? And can I live with you for six months or you're a good guy? So it doesn't matter if you know, you're this 10-year you know, big league veteran guy, but you know, if you're not a good guy or you, know, you, you can't really teach well or whatever the case may be, it's going to be tough for you to get a job. So that's it. It's it's pretty simple. Throw BP, get players, and just don't be a douche. <laughs> right, exactly. But I mean, I mean, there is there is some like athletic requirements. I mean, you're not going to take guys. You're not going to look at guys throwing 82. I mean, velocity still is a bit of an indicator. What else is an indicator? You know, I tell you, it's it's kind of like recruiting an independent ball. It's kind of like recruiting for college because you got to live and die with these guys. And um, obviously, yes, you know, experience, you know, does matter. Certain leagues they have, you know, you can have a certain amount of rookies, but you know, on the player's side, yeah, you got to be able to uh, you got to be able to throw strikes. You know, when when I get a pitcher's name, for instance, and I do you know player procurement, so the first thing I go is all right, I look him up. All right, I see how many innings he's had, not only the last year but in his career. I go innings pitched, then I go right to the walks, innings pitched. I go to the strikeouts, innings pitched, and then um, number of hits he's given up. So if he's got good numbers, then what I like to do is I kind of do my snooping around, whether it be on Facebook, Instagram, or I'll call guys who have either played with this guy professionally or collegiately, and then, hey, wh- what's he like in the clubhouse? And, and again, if you come up to, hey, he's not a good guy, you know, he, he starts fights or just bad clubhouse guy, we, I just move on to the next guy, and that's the way it is. But if he's a good guy, good numbers, odds are he's going to get an opportunity if all else goes well, meaning there's room on the club, there's money on the salary cap that'll fit that kind of guy's experience. So I can see, like, me, the prospect grew a lot because that's what you do really within being a coach. You know, it's kind of the similar thing. You're just helping – in a way, you're helping them do it for other teams or you're kind of offering your same services for them to connect to other teams. Yeah, exactly. You know, we came up with the concept because, you know, obviously my background, I've never played in the big leagues. I don't have a big league pension or anything like that. So, you know, I try and tell guys, you know – in a sense, I'm in the same boat as you are as as a as a player, even though I'm a coach. I'm trying to make it to the big leagues, just like anybody else. So, you know, when I talk to these guys, it's it's all about the grind. And listen, it's cost me a couple of times getting engaged over the years. I, I you know, I constantly miss, you know, birthdays and holidays or whatever it is. So I try to open up the eyes and minds of players where here, this is what you gotta do. Okay. And again, on the website, it's very easy. You just go to ww.meetaprospect.com. You create your own pro, your own um, profile. You can put up a bio. You can put up stats. You can put up YouTube links to, to videos. And the other cool thing is, is you can just generally search anybody that's on there. And so far, we've had five guys already from January 2nd land pro contracts. And these aren't, um, you know, just a, a spring training invite to the worst league in the world. I mean, just the other day, we had a guy got a job. Uh, in the Can-Am League from my website. And I, you know, I broadcast that and want to let guys know that, you know, it works and it's free. That's the best thing. And, you know, you can just go on there, create a profile and, you know, just connect with the world and, and, and it's, it's totally free. So we have some goals, you know, on that, on the long end with our website, you know, um, trying to launch that into different phases as we go along. But, um, you know, like I said, it's, it's, it's free, it's easy. And, um, you know, we're just trying to help people connect. All right, so I'm on the website. It's meetaprospect.socialgo.com. So that's M-E-T, no, sorry, got to spell it better than that. M-E-E-T-A-P-R-O-S-P-E-C-T dot S-O-C-I-A-L-G-O dot com. So I'm here, and so there's a search feature just right out of the box. I can kind of search, or do I? does everyone have to have a profile? Yeah, well, you got to search who's on there. Yeah. So, so how do I search? Where's my search feature? So if you basically go, I'm getting on the website there. Uh, it's right up top, right when you go. Do you see where it says people? Yeah. Click on people, and then there they are. Bam! It'll say to the left. What do we have? 236 members so far today, and then you can just scroll through. I mean, look at all the guys right up top. Yeah, you know, that's awesome. Independent manager, independent manager. 
independent manager, uh, James Hopkins, who's the uh, my business partner and we're the co- co-founders of Meet a Prospect. And then, I mean, anybody that's on there, you can just boom. For instance, you can go to Ryan Powell. Like Ryan's a good friend of mine, scout with the Orioles. Boom, click on Ryan's profile and you can just send him a message. Hey, Ryan, I know you live in the South Florida area. I'm looking for an opportunity. Can you help me out with whatever? You know, can I come throw a bullpen? Can you send me somewhere? So, and it's, and again, like I said, the concept was, you know, to, to, to reach out and connect with as many people as we can. Um, you so know, would just, you, would you suggest when they sign up and they become a member, would you suggest they really put up a good bio? Because I'm seeing they all have these little bio sections. Yeah. There's a couple of guys where you just click on their name and there's really not much on there, but then, um, I just clicked on, for instance, um, if you click on Brian Hoover, he's on the first page. Um, Brian, good guy. He's got everything on there. His height, his weight, where he's from, his experience. He's got yeah, his all these number. videos. Yeah. So you he's really got to go in there and videos. take some time. Yeah. yeah. It's, cool. uh, do you, do you help them in any way make, make their profiles better or no? I do. I mean, right now I can, cause there's only 200 and you know, 30 something people on there. Um, and generally I get a lot of Facebook instant messages or someone will hit me up on the site directly. And then what I'll do, if there's an issue, I'll just contact my admin guy and he'll take care of it. Boom, boom. But, um, you know, once we grow and once we get, you know, five, eight, 10,000 members on there, we'll start to grow as a, as a company. We're, we're a very cash poor business. I mean, you know, we're just paying for everything out of pocket. And, and, uh, again, we're not charging anybody anything. So, you know, right now it's kind of pro bono, but, you know, the long term goal of this is obviously to turn it into, you know, a, a pretty big, you know, consulting firm, maybe an agency, um, you know, down the road. And we can get into that, you know, because that kind of correlates with my goals as a coach um, down the road. Well, that's cool, man. I want to send all my testimonials to you. That'd be a good thing, right? When they when they become testimonials to me, I send them to you, right? Absolutely. And, 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 and if there's anybody out there that's that's listening and they have their own little business or anything, um, you know, what I like to do with Meet a Prospect is, um, you know, it's all about advertising and networking. So what I like to do is just co-network with other businesses. So, you know, and I've, and I, we've been doing it all the time where, hey, I've, I sell bats or I sell hats or whatever. Can you help, you know, email, you know, blast for me? So I'll go on all the major social networks and I'll say, you know, XYZ Bat Company, check them out, you know, friend of mine. And then what I just ask in return is, hey, just just spread the word on Meet a Prospect. Yeah, because, I mean, really what you are, difference between me and you, is you're out in the field. Like, you're out in the battles. You're, you're, you know, you're in the, uh, the trenches uh, meeting all, a lot of people and, and networking with a lot of people. What, I mean, I, I don't get that opportunity. I'm sitting in my own little island over here. So you actually are out there networking. And that's, that's really what allows you to, to really help a lot of people, right? Oh, absolutely. And, um, you know, on a selfish and it's, it's been able to help me in my career, get me to where I am, you know? Yeah. So right. it, it's all about being out there. The only, the other difference is you have a beautiful set of hair and I, you know, I don't, I just, I have the, you know, the <laughs> that's what you and DA got in common. Come on. Man. <laughs> no wonder y'all signed DA. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I try to have the more bald guys, the better, uh, you know, there's you know, not many of 40. them to tell you the we're truth. Almost 40, so I'm trying to look as much like a player as I can. So I want some older, you know, old looking guys, not the DA's old looking, but trying to want to, you know, still look young and look like a player, not a coach out there. That's priceless. He'll love to hear that. Well, good. So that's exciting. So like to anyone, are you, you really want anyone to sign up for this? I mean, do the, cause you're probably going to get a lot of people from just this podcast. Like is, or is there a certain requirement you need to say, don't sign up until you're this guy, or are you just open for anybody? Well, Kind of in between, you know, we don't want to turn any way, anyone down because, again, we're not – it's not like a, a travel organization where we're charging where we don't want, you know, some some kid who's coming out there wearing jean shorts who doesn't know how to throw a baseball to come out and play. But, again, it is for anybody. It's for all sports. It's, you know, we the way we want to do it is, for instance, let's say you're a women's volleyball coach, you know, at a, at a D3, you know, in Iowa. You know, you want to just be able to go, okay, I need a female – you know, volleyball player between five seven and you know five ten with a GPA of this and an ACT score of this, you know, located in this region of the country, and so with that being said, I want it to be able to populate where there, bam, there's ten players in here that are graduating in this year, and then the coaches can then say, okay, we've got these out of these ten, we're interested in these three, so let's look at their schedule because as an athlete, post up your schedule whether it's practice or or in game. All right, we're going to go see, or you as the recruiting coordinator, you're going to go see these three or four, 
you know, athletes in this area and we're going to sign one of them, you know. Um, and again, the disadvantage for a lot of universities now is they don't have the hundred dollars or the hundred and fifty or whatever it is in their budget monthly to pay. And and I remember when I was coaching college, um, I, I coached at Lynn in 2009 and uh, 2009 national champs. No, sorry about it, Tampa and everything. But <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, but it was tough because um, our recruiting coordinator he missed like every practice, you know. And he was over here. He was over there. He's over here. He's over there. So, I mean, you're running practice with two guys, maybe, you know, who's yeah. going to throw BP today. So my goal is to have it more of more targeted for coaches to, okay, I know I'm going to be without this coach for this practice or these X amount of practices, but guess what? You know, instead of throwing, you know, a, what do they say? You throw like a, a dart at the map and wherever it lands, at least you're going to be targeted. You're going to know where you're going. And it's going to also cut down on, on the recruiting budget. So how much are you involved in that process? I mean, was that a lot of automated activity you were talking about? Are you, are you there helping them kind of weed through uh, the recruits or, or are you making calls? Like how involved are you, say, once someone signs up? In regards to the website? Yeah. Oh, as soon as somebody signs up, it's it, it, I try my best and my, my, uh, my business partner, we try our best just to reach out and say, hey, welcome to meet a prospect. You know, if there's anything we can do for you, kind of let us know and then – you know, now that we're in the season, I mean, I'm working my 12 hour days, but, you know, in the morning or at night, whenever I have some free time, you know, I go on the website and um, just see who's new on there and browse. And then I'll say, hey, make sure you put up some video or, hey, put up your schedule or whatever the case may be. But like I said, once we get into the couple of thousands, you know, of of subscribers on there and end users, you know, it's it's, you know, I don't want to be so much of the hold handing because, again, throughout the recruiting process, you know, we're, we're looking for, you know, young men and young women who are capable of doing all this on their own. I mean, I'm just, it's like, you can bring the horse to the water. You can't make them drink kind of thing. So, and I know from coaching college and everything that, you know, we don't want the kid that needs to be pampered. We don't want the kid, you know, with the parent who's, you know, going to email the coach, you know, three times a week, you know, why is my son not playing? Or, you know, why are you doing this with practice? That's, that's the last thing that you really want. So um, we try to dummy it down as best as possible and just say, Hey, here it is. Boom. Sign up, add this, add that, add this and add that. But as we add more features, you know, we're going to obviously blast it out more and say, Hey, you know, meet a prospect. We just added this new feature. So check it out. So cool. So you obviously have coaches frequenting this, or are you still helping to kind of go out to coaches to alert them of prospects? Well, it's funny you say that because I, I still, I mean, I got a text, from a manager in the American Association the other day at seven something a.m., he's like, "Hey man, I need a. I think he needed a, an outfielder," and I'm like, just waking up, looking at my phone, and I'm thinking, I'm like, I'm not an agent, <laughs> you know. But um, you know, you I, I wound up sending the guy like four or five names because you know we're full here in Long Island, and I know this guy's looking for a job or that guy's looking for a job. So that's what I try and do. Um, I, you know, when we were playing, we really didn't have anyone out there that was doing it for guys like us. You know, but with this advancement in technology and, you know, I figure why not utilize, you know, what I have here to not only bring the best talent to, uh, to, to Long Island, but all right, for instance, you know, this team needs an infield. We're full on infielders. So I'm not going to, you know, have this guy sit and not have a job, you know, just in case we open up a spot in two months. That, that's just not the right thing to do for the player. Um, you know, so what I do is I just try and, you know, help out as many as many players as possible and, uh you know, it's funny. I went through my Rolodex. I got, you know, I hate to talk about what I do, but, you know, I helped over 40 guys land jobs last year in, in, in every independent league, including the Atlantic League. And I wasn't in the Atlantic League. So, um, you know, I would send guys to a higher level league if we didn't have room under the salary cap or whatever the case may be. So and again, it helped me get into this position I am I'm at right now, with, you know, being with the Ducks. And, you know, so, you know, my career can now go, you know, one of three or four ways. So, um, you know, I'm real thankful and I'm glad that we're able to do this for free and it's always going to be free, you know, for athletes and coaches, there's not going to be, uh, you know, once you're in, you know, the, the bronze, silver and gold, you know, where, where then you start ripping people off. That's, that, that's just not what I believe in. My business partner doesn't believe in that. So, you know, let's that's, talk about that. Let's, let's talk about the recruiting market. It's a huge market. It's probably one of the most profitable aspects of, uh, baseball as far as the, the, the market of baseball. So, why do you think the market is so profitable and, 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 and how do they weed through 
through the mess? Like what, what really should a recruiting service do for you? Well, you know, the bottom line is what recruiting services should do is just they should evaluate your talent, your skills, and also your academic standards and match you up with the schools or university, you know, schools, universities or pro clubs that you should maybe maybe play for or, or attend. I, I literally thought of you take Match.com and you take Facebook and you, you marry it together. But for athletes. Um, and that's, and that's the thing. I mean, I don't want a kid with a 2.1 GPA who, you know, maybe is a decent ball player. That kid's not going to Harvard or Yale. So, you know, what it should do is it's all right. You got a two Oh or a two one. You can, you can go to Lynn university. Hello. And uh, you can go there and play. and, and, And that's what the recruiting process should do. It should be a very easy way to help, you know, cause at the recruiting process, it starts early now. It doesn't start in, in, in your 11th grade, uh, 11th, you know, junior year. I mean, kids are getting recruited now in sixth, seventh and eighth grade off of these travel teams. So I think in a way for, you know, for your, your, you know, your working class family, you know, the mom and dad who work from nine to five, it should be a way where, you know, they spend their hour or whatever it is at night with their kid. It should be very easy for them to help, you know, navigate where they're going to spend their future as opposed to, you know, mom or dad coming home and, you know, spending five hours, you know, looking for colleges and sending out letters. And, you know, that's what recruiting services should do because they charge so much for it. So um, we're trying to make that process as easy as possible, um, you know, without dinging you in the pocket, you know, 500 bucks or a couple of thousand bucks a month. So is it is it important that they have these like, you know, these high def um, recruiting videos, these professionally edited recruiting videos to put out there? Is that important? I think it is. Um, if I can give any advice to any kids is, is stay away from the music on there. Um, especially nowadays, you know, with the way kids, you know, put up, you know, videos with certain music. I mean, if I would do it today, I'd probably do it to a, a Lionel Richie song or something like that. <laughs> I'm, I'm a big eighties guy, but you know, my thing, my thing is, you know, when, especially when I was coaching at Lynn, if I would get a, a, a an email, okay. This kid would write an email. It'd be 15 paragraphs long, which I do not read. Coaches don't read it. They will go to the video and take a look at one swing. If you can swing the bat, we'll watch the rest of the video and then read your, you know, your accolades and such. But if if you write this big long email and you know your swing is terrible or you can't throw or you're just a terrible athlete, it's just going to get deleted. You know, and 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 I'm a new a northeastern guy. You know, so I grew up in the Bronx, went to high school in Southern Westchester, just north of the Bronx, and you know, I thought I was this big, you know, big, bad wolf coming out of out of the Northeast and, you know, hit almost 400 in high school, which that's nothing, you know, because you talk to these parents all the time who try and get involved with the recruiting process, which I'd like to talk to you about that next topic. But, you know, you're in the Northeast, you're facing guys that are throwing 70 miles an hour. Nobody cares if you hit 600 with, you know, 13 home runs in 19 games or whatever. So, um, you know, guys kind of get lost up there. And then when I came down here to go to Lynn, guys were throwing 93, 94 miles an hour. And I was like, I got a really good arm. Let me try pitching. So, um, you know, guys tend to get lost in there. So, you know, to long-windedly answer your question, you know, make your, um, your emails that you send out very short, very crisp, very professional, and then have those really nice videos on there. Um, try not to have it in someone's backyard at a, at a barbecue where your uncle, Uncle Frank is cursing <laughs> the background and, and you're hitting water balloons. I mean, they should be, you know, live game or I know a lot of guys pay a lot of money to do lessons. So, you know, maybe have your, your lesson guy, you know, set up things you, you know, if you're a basket shooting free throws or, you know, you know, shooting three pointers or, uh, you know, hockey, maybe a little skills, you know, you know, shooting the puck and, you know, in all different parts of the net, maybe your skating skills and things like that. So, um, and I would also always include references because references are really, really important. You know, um, I really don't think coaches are lying for a kid because that's the kid's reputation. So, um, you know, make sure you got some good references on there and, you know, hopefully, I mean, there's, there's over, I think it was 1.1 million, um, student athletes that are in high school right now. I mean, something like, I mean, it's just crazy. So my goal was our goal at meet a prospect was, man, if we can get, you know, 10,000 people on there, which is like less than 0.01, 0.001%, you know, we're doing okay. So 
Um, you know, there's a lot of athletes out there and there are a lot of people looking for opportunities. And I just hope that, you know, we can continue to help people, you know, get pro contracts or, you know, get scholarships, whether it's a, you know, male or female athlete, you know, whether it's division one or NAIA or whatever the case may be. So just hearing you say kind of that, that email going out as far as keeping it short, really kind of laying it out, um, your accolades and, your references, um, and then having a good video to really show your skill without music. That's something that they should post up on um, their profile just on Meet a Prospect, correct? Absolutely. I mean, right there, you're sending it out to, you know, as many, you know, colleges, uh, as many coaches, scouts, and agents that are on there. And if and again, you gotta, you kind of have to sift through it and read, you know, see who's on there, but there are agents on there. I mean, there's a couple of really big uh, agencies that are on there that are looking at players all the time and, and, um, you know, luckily, like I said, like you had said, because I'm out here in the trenches, I get contacted by a lot of agents, you know, looking for looking for talent. All right. Well, cool. So I guess give them give them like some really some key things to, to do uh, to, to kind of help Im- imp- increase their chances of, uh, of, of getting an, an opportunity or an offer or a scholarship or a contract, <clears throat> give them give them some key things that they should do after they uh, they sign up at Meet a Prospect. Well, after they sign up, I think they should, um, you know, constantly update their profile with you know in season and out of season schedules. I I'm a big fan of I like when guys are putting up their um, you know male or female athletes uh, workouts in the gym of them in the off season because it shows you know this guy's dedicated, he's getting after it. Um, Constantly update it with your GPA, um, maybe an ACT score, an SAT score, anything like that, you know, for the high school guys. And, um, you know, live game, live game footage, live game footage. You know, it's uh, one thing that I highly recommend is, you know, if, if you're on there and I would put out a big, you know, blast like, hey, you know, I'm throwing Friday night, you know, against this school at this time. And then, you know, you know what a lot of parents do. They have the iPad, they put it on the fence and then boom, you can see my son. So. It's also, in a sense, to help cut down on uh, recruiting trips for, for coaches because, you know, a lot of coaches, they get wind. Hey, this kid's good. He's got this. He's got that. Or she's got this and that. And then you, you miss a practice. Maybe you drive two hours or whatever the case may be. So and then you get there and you're like, man, this this guy or girl doesn't have it. You know, so it would be great for the athlete to be seen by the college um, or colleges beforehand. So then they'd be like, all right. Hey, Mr. Head Coach, Mrs. Head Coach, let's watch this game. Or I watched this game last night. Look what this kid can do. And I think this kid, okay, great. Boom, go to the AD. So now instead of you missing two practices, now maybe you miss one or maybe none. So um, I would just constantly update it with, you know, any information. Um, You know, another good thing is, and it's funny too in colleges, they always look for, um, anything besides your sport? Are you volunteering, you know, at the hospital? Are you, you know, donating blood, whatever it is, <clears throat> excuse me, anything good that you're doing, you know, should be, it should be noted and it should be, you know, made public. You know, that's what social media is for. I'd, I'd rather look and see a guy go to a blood drive than see some idiot at a party doing something stupid at 3 a.m. <laughs> to be yeah, honest. Good point. And would you recommend them putting any metrics up there? Like, you know, obviously velocity or, you know, 60 time, um, bat speed. I don't know. I mean, would you recommend any of that? I mean, if you run a six, five, 60, I would put that on there. If you're a ball right. player, if you were run a, if you run a four, six, 40 as a football player, I'd put it up there. I mean, but if you're a, if you're a wide receiver and you run a, you know, a four, nine or a five, don't put one, it up and there, I really right. wouldn't put that on there. I, would I like something and, else. Right. I, I would really try and gear on. Well, look how good my hands are. Look how good my blocking skills are you know, look how good of a teammate I am, you know, whatever the case may be. I would try and just put things on there that are going to really make you stand out, you know, but would at you the same recommend, time, you're not lying, but you know, you want to stand out. Would you recommend linking to any like scouting profiles, like, you know, say perfect game or, or something like that? Absolutely. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, you know, we're not looking to, you know, steal any business away from anybody, the fact that it's a free social media network, uh, there's no NCAA violations. Um, you know, you could always contact a coach. You know, there are certain uh, periods of the year where NCAA coaches can't contact an athlete, but if an athlete contacts a coach first, you know, it, it's game on. So this has given them an opportunity to to get game on. Um, you know, for instance, going. 
you know, without having to wait or without having to, you know, spend the money and, and just, just put yourself out there. That's all it is. Well, cool. Well, um, could I suggest that they put top velocity on there if they've been referred through us? Maybe that's a way we can find out how they got there, huh? Absolutely. Absolutely. Top velocity, um, tried, trusted and true. You guys are doing a great job over there. Um, you know, one day I'd love to come on out there and, you know, maybe take a little weekend getaway. Heck yeah, that'd be awesome. And- come down with DA and you can see how we train, man. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know if I'm going to wear the 300 mask and suit, but uh, 300 episode. Oh, you saw we, that episode? Oh, oh God. Yeah, as, as DA was crushing a large uh, a large sausage and meatball and pepperoni pizza. So did, so did that affect him in the recruiting process, since that's one of those videos? Yes or no? Nah, he's okay. He's all right. It, it, was all, it was all for social media. He's got nothing to do with the show. He's all right. But, well, good. Uh, I'm, I'm glad that didn't affect him, and you, you guys still signed him. That's good. Yeah. All right. Well, I, I, Billy, I really appreciate this, man. I think this is an awesome opportunity for kids, and I hope they all go right now to, to sign up at Meet a Prospect. And uh, that's meetaprospect.socialgo.com and, uh, and create your profile. And, um, I mean, any, any last words? Yeah. Um, the one, one last thought I can give you is um, – you know, when the kids are going through the recruiting process and, you know, how parents are so heavily involved these days, um, you know, I, I would I would recommend having that that sit down and talk with your parents. And, you know, I appreciate everything and thank you so much. And I want you by my side. But, you know, when it comes to, you know, meeting with coaches and things of that nature, you know, please allow me to be there on my own and do it, do it myself, because, you know, a lot of college coaches are now bringing the parents on the recruiting trips just to see what kind of parent they're getting. And, you know, if you get a kid who's, you know, very codependent on his parents or, you know, mom asks too many questions or dad emails too much, you could lose yourself a scholarship. So um, I'm not saying parents completely stay away, but, you know, you really got to let these kids grow up on their own because, you know, when they're on the mound or in the batter's box or, you know, behind center or, or, or on the volleyball court, you know, mom and dad can't help you out. And, and that's what really, you know, college coaches are looking for. So, um you know, if there's any, you know, ever anything on there, you can hit me up right there on, on meetaprospect.socialgo.com. And, um, you know, we look forward to helping guys, guys and girls get, uh, you know, get scholarships, get jobs. And, and uh, you could also go to the Facebook page. You know, if you just go to Meet a Prospect, it's on our Facebook page. And guys are constantly posting on both, uh, on both pages. And, you know, we're, we're just here to help everybody out. And it's, it's a win-win all the way around. Cool. Any other uh, social media? Like, are you on Twitter, or Instagram? Yeah, we have we have Twitter, we have the Instagram, um, Facebook. Um, what's the other one? We're on there. LinkedIn. LinkedIn has been really good for us actually because you know there aren't a lot of um, athletes per se on there, but there are a lot of parents on there. And I'm in a couple of groups, you know, and we just hey, this is what we're doing. Here's our success story. And uh, you know, my my business partner texted me the other day. He's like, every day we're getting anywhere from 100 to 200 hits on Google. And then the other day when we had one of the players signed in the Can-Am League from the website, we had over 600 hits. So again, for a small company, you know, a cash poor business, if you want to call it that, um, you know, we're really doing, we're really doing okay right now. And, you know, again, we're trying to just build it up and, and just go from there. Well, that's exciting, man. I wish you guys the best. I look forward to see it growing and uh, I appreciate you doing this, man. And um, we'll keep in touch. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me on. And I like that little Ricky Henderson, uh, yeah, I'm here. oh look, I should have brought that. Up. That's hilarious, huh? Yeah. Real, real quick, when we played uh, San Diego, um, I wasn't pitching that day, but first pitch, maybe maybe a couple of balls outside, strike. Ricky starts complaining. Second pitch, maybe about three or four balls outside. Ricky starts complaining. The umpire throws him out of the game. <laughs> we couldn't believe it. So Ricky, when he got thrown out of the game, he then walked up the stands and sat behind their dugout, watched the <laughs> half of the inning, gave his batting gloves away, gave his bats away. And then when he walked away and, you know, went to the clubhouse, we might've had 4,100 people that day. There was about 600 left after he got thrown out. Don't talk <laughs> about Ricky Henderson. <laughs> they, they threw out the guy that they came to see. That's not good. <laughs> two pitches. He's the only guy I've ever heard of that has struck out on two pitches. 
That's they, they that, recorded it as a strikeout. It doesn't make sense. I've never heard it before. I, I all the stories I heard of Ricky because I came the year after him was he he always referred to himself in the in the uh, third for first person. Yes, and Ricky <laughs> always needed ten towels. <laughs> yeah, I wish I was there. He was he was a legend, man. Good stuff. Well, cool. Good guy. Good guy. Thanks, man. We'll uh, we'll talk soon. Appreciate it. That was awesome. You got it, my man. Talk to you soon. All right, well, just learned something. It's actually simpler just to go to metaprospect.com. So M-E-T-A-P-R-O-S-P-E-C-T.com. So, uh, you know, we were just talking about how it was this long domain with social.go, but it's just metaprospect.com. So that's easy for you guys to go there and get started. I think you spelled meat wrong. Just to, M, did you, I, you said M E T M E E T. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, sorry. Right. M E T. I actually did that earlier with Billy. So cool. So go ahead and create that. I'm going to be excited to check it and see how many guys are signing on there. Um, and, and like I said, put top velocity on there is a referral. That would be pretty cool. Um, and, and I'm excited. Um, like Steven, you just said, you already called a couple, a few of your buddies and you told them about it, yeah. um, to go and sign up. Yeah. I told them to start networking cause they're looking to go play indie ball. So yeah. And you know what? I, I think those guys out there that look at indie ball kind of as, as second rate, I understand that, but you really got to also, you got to ultimately look at it. If you're a guy who, you know, you're not gonna be a draft pick or, you know, you're gonna have a hard time getting a free agency, you know, sign or be a free agent signing. You, you need to be looking at indie ball as really a first step, not so much second option. It's mm-hmm. really a first step to getting into affiliate ball. Cause I remember when I went to a scouting bureau tryout back in the day and was throwing, you know, I was sitting like 91, 92 and hit 94 and, Scouts came up to me and they were impressed. And I went and threw to cross checker for the Twins, and spoke with the cross checker for the Blue Jays, or actually the director of scouting with the Blue Jays. Um, I, I they basically told me straight up because my age. They said, "Look, you're 26 years old. That's when I actually had gotten into the 90s, and you're throwing, you know, basically low to mid 90s. You know, we've got 18 year olds, 20 year olds doing that. So." You know, if you were younger, we would have signed you right here. But we just need to see, obviously, that you can can play. Um, obviously, at uh, say a higher level, to where something where we'd feel more comfortable, maybe putting you in at maybe a high A level or a double A level. So we'd recommend you go and play some indie ball. So I mean, affiliate ball actually recommended me to go play uh, indie ball, and even this year because we have so many guys, like I said, in indie ball this year. We were like, I was talking to some of my contacts and affiliated ball coordinators and directors and, and scouts saying, Hey, what do I do with all these? Actually, some of them ex big leaguers, um, ex affiliated guys. What do I do with them? They're looking for a chance to play. And these guys are very talented. And they all said, look, we're pretty much set. Rosters are set till June. Um, make sure they go into indie ball and stay active. So affiliated ball does use indie ball. So, I mean, I, I've been advised from affiliated ball, that that my guys should go into indie ball and stay active uh, because that gives them something to look at. They don't want to consider you in June when you know they have you haven't pitched a game and they got to bring you in and slowly build you up. They want you to be ready and that's what indie ball does for you. So don't don't look at it as I think I hear a lot of people like completely don't even consider it. I think it's crazy. Well, shoot, look at look at the story of uh, uh, what's his name Marcus Thames. I think the guy on the Brewers goes and plays in the KBO. Uh, Korean baseball organization, which is people have kind of considered just a, you know, a bad league. I, I think they've considered it like double A level. Uh, he tears it up, gets a $15 million contract. And there's, you know, a bunch of guys. I think um, that's crazy. I think uh, <laughs> uh, who's the guy on the Dodgers that pitched with the A's? I think he I believe he was in the indie, indie leagues for a little bit. Uh, um, the lefty Casimir? No, uh, I mean, I mean, he might have been too, yeah. and to rebuild his career. Uh, Rich Hill, I think, is his oh, name. Hill, right? yeah, yeah. Wasn't he? Wasn't well, he like in, I said, your guy balls? Sergio Romo. Yeah, Sergio started Romo. in my league, the Golden League, and built his name, and then moved into affiliated ball. Uh, yeah, there. I mean, I I just think it's all about uh, getting to the highest level of competition that you can get to, and building good stats there, and that's that's your best way to keep moving up the ranks. Right, and you know, the only thing I don't like to hear is when guys, because I play with a guy who, um, very talented guy, I played big league ball, Steve Smythe. Smythe actually played, um, he'd play indie ball with us, and then I think he went to Korea 
for winter and then came back and played in the Mexican league. And then he would wind back up in indie ball again. So it's like just bouncing around trying to make ne- money or what? Yeah, just yeah. making money, but he never stopped. And then I could, when he would come to us and the season be ending, man, he was just fried. Like <laughs> his ball speed was like mid eighties at the time. So I, I wouldn't recommend obsessively paying, but you do need to consider these other options. You know, Venezuela is great. Is a great, has great ball. You know, um, I played in Europe. Uh, the Netherlands is the best ball in Europe. Italy's um, next to the Netherlands, but there is lower levels there, like um, you know Belgium, uh, Prague, Germany. Those are all great places to play. And you, from there, potentially, you work up to the Netherlands and and Italy, and then um, of course all of your Latin Americas, all of your Asian cultures. It's Australia. Australia is another really um, uh, great place to play. But how are you going to get? context there i was about to play in australia and i met the australian national team coach and then i wound up pitching against him in germany and beating him and and we almost brawled and then he didn't want to talk to me more so i would have played in in australia if i would have done a better job you know smoozing you had just gotten shelled (laughs) yeah just let him shell me yeah there was i was playing a double-edged sword that would have worked either but the point is like how are you going to get to australia if you don't know anyone in australia so i remember i was just literally calling buddies that played over there so That's what I think that's a great thing with Mike Meet a prospect. It's like you might meet a coach who also works with a coach who plays, you know, who coaches in Australia or something like that. It is all networking, guys. And, yep. and you start realizing when you look at it, you're like, man, I don't really have big networks. Then that's why you got to get on these kind of websites that are going to help you network like this. Yeah. And another thing, too, is, is never burn a bridge in baseball. Like, I think a lot of guys. Uh, can because get mad so at their coaches yeah. or yeah something like that and like uh, like Billy was talking about you need you need these guys as references you need to be able to put your coach down because indie teams uh, they make that a big thing are you a good clubhouse guy um, so them you know being able to call in and see how you are with uh, with your teammates and and learn a little bit about your character that goes in that's a big uh, evaluation point for them yeah and to tell you the truth man a lot of the big leaguers that I knew they either were um, they just either kept their mouth shut and did their job or they were really good people, people, you know, like, um, David Ardsma. Yeah. Like great, great people person, people person, like really everybody likes David. Yes. He's a good guy, even though David he can be know, a bit of a bully. David could be a bit of a bully. I mean, I lived with him for a little bit, so yeah, he, he, yeah, he can, he He's, could be a bit of a bully. So I just had to put him in his place. Yeah. Yeah. I had to fight him a little bit. I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't see the video of us wrestling? Come on now. No. <laughs> I've heard the stories. But in other guys that I've known um, are typically good good guys, good people guys. Like Chris Medlin, yeah. the coolest guy, guy in the world. Yeah, great guy. <laughs> and we wish the best for him. So the point is, like, guys, you got to understand politics is a big part of this. Um, and, and it's tough, too. There's a lot of times, specifically coming up, high school and college, where your coach is um, – you you didn't get on the right side yeah. of your coach and, yeah. and they and you feel like they screwed you yeah. or whatever but I'm telling you man that's how it works yep. I mean you got to understand that's a big card to play in this game is the pol- the political card but you don't want to just have that card so it's like my advice is you know like top velocity come here be the better version of yourself and then network and and learn how to get it out there mm-hmm. all right cool another great episode uh, hopefully uh, we'll we'll have another awesome one for you it's hard to top each one if you have any questions or you have any comments on on or suggestions on who we should interview on the baseball ops podcast with top v let us know and we'll see you on the next episode